Life Group leaders and hosts. We are in week seven already, if you can believe it. And we're going to look at Galatians 5, verses 16 through 18 this week. For your icebreaker question, it's one, what is one of your favorite childhood memories? This icebreaker question was sparked by the childhood story that Pastor Nate shared that gave us the baseball analogy of the dynamics between the flesh and the spirit. Our childhood memories do not need to lead us to theological conclusions, but they can certainly help us get to know each other better and help us build stronger relationships with one another. After your icebreaker question, go ahead and pray and then read the passage for this week. You can jump into question one, which is what stood out to you in this section of scripture or from Sunday's sermon, which could lead you in a variety of directions. Or you could jump into question two, which is this. What dynamics between the flesh and the spirit caught your attention from this passage and sermon? This question is meant to give you a wide open opportunity to reflect on any of the connections you see between the flesh and the spirit in this passage. The dynamics between the flesh and the spirit are strong. Pastor Nate helps us understand these spiritual forces working within us by interpreting the Greek words uh, of the flesh and the spirit. After the foundation was laid with this literary interpretation, he shows us how these two warring influences battle over our hearts and our minds. This spiritual warfare is a result of the fall of man, and we should therefore not be intimidated but inspired to dive into our relationship with God and his church. Be sure to encourage your group in this way throughout your discussion. Below are from some specific and examples, or in the printed leader guide, there are some examples of some of the dynamics that exist between the flesh and the spirit, uh, should you need to get the conversation going. So verse 16 talks about how walking by the spirit defeats the temptation of the flesh. Um, verse 17 talks about the desires of the flesh are against the desires of the spirit. Uh, verse 18 talks about how leading of the spirit grants you the freedom uh, from the law and by association, the flesh. And uh, there's also just this concept that Nate uh, will talk about in his sermon where the flesh is part of our being that is not yet been renewed uh, by the Holy Spirit, yet the Spirit is what leads us in the process of renewal or of sanctification. So if any of those dynamics resonated with you when you read the scripture or um, listened to the sermon, you can start there. Hopefully some of your group members will bring up those ideas as well. All right, so our doing, going deeper question uh, is this. How can you identify the battle between the flesh and the spirit in your life? In the previous question, we were able to identify the things that we understood about the global human dynamics between the flesh and the spirit. If you didn't get here on your own, this going deeper question is meant to help you take this part of the conversation one step further. When you're able to identify the battle between the flesh and the spirit in your own life, you participate in the transformative process of sanctification. When God reveals to you the battle between your flesh and his spirit, he does so with the purpose of drawing you closer to him and equipping you with the tools and disciplines you need to walk in his spirit. For example, some members say they can identify this battle in their lives when they feel a sense of unrest or a lack of peace. Some identify the battle through the relationships that they have with others. Whatever the trigger is, help your group members see how simply identifying the battle is a great step towards victory. Question three, how have you seen the focus on Christian disciplines through the power of the Holy Spirit transform you or a friend in Christ? 
So the goal of this question is to give your group an opportunity to identify specific examples of how they see Christians being led by the Holy Spirit in the practice of their faith. As your group tells stories of the ways that they see the Holy Spirit at work, they are affirming the concept that Paul has been trying to get across to us, that the leadership of the Spirit takes us to the places that God has for us and does not facilitate the sin nature through the flesh. When you testify of the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit in this way, it is a powerful demonstration of one's theology and practice in the faith. So be sure that your group takes uh, makes that connection between the disciplines, which Nate talks about as prayer, Bible study, church engagement, among other things. So makes the connection between these disciplines and the transformation of the Holy Spirit. Identifying this connection could lead you to talk about the tension that exists in understanding the relationship between divine sovereignty and human responsibility. If so, you can exhort the group with the word as well as your own applicable experiences. You can also use the sailboat illustration, this idea that man must set up the vessel, but the wind makes it sail, um, if that could be helpful for your discussion. What does it look like to engage in spiritual disciplines with the spirit-filled heart versus a fleshly desire? This is question four. What does it look like to engage in spiritual disciplines with the spirit-filled heart versus fleshly desires? The purpose of this question is to discuss our motivations and how they reflect the leadership in our lives. Who is leading us? When we engage in spiritual disciplines with a spiritual heart, the result is more often spiritual success. When we engage in spiritual disciplines with a fleshly heart or with our sinful desires, the result is more often a spiritual disaster. (laughs) Even if you're trying to pursue godly things, you can still miss the mark with the wrong motivations in your heart. This is part of what Paul was saying when the flesh will, quote, keep you from doing the things you want to do in verse 17. So if we do recognize the disconnect of fleshly motivations, we need to have the right focus. Give just enough attention to the flesh that you need to get rid of it and allow the leadership of the Holy Spirit to take over. This principle is also found in Colossians 3 when Paul tells the church to put off our old self and put on a new self. We will always follow someone or something, so we must need to make an active effort and decision to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, Um, and that leadership should be strongest in our lives. Encourage your group to think of specific examples where this could happen or has happened in their daily lives and discuss the implications on our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves, and our relationship with our community. Question five, what is the next step God is calling you to take in order to walk in his Holy Spirit? So the goal is with this question for your group to consider what actions God is calling them to in regards to following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. There could be any variety of ways that your group considers drawing nearer to God and his spirit, big and small. Be sure to encourage group members to work out as much as the next step as they can with the group. If there are ways you can pray for them to receive further revelation, be sure to do so. There may be follow-up questions you can ask in order to help your group member be more specific, so be sure to help guide them toward as realistic of a next step as you can, all while seeking the power of the Holy Spirit, of course. Remind your group that it is the Holy Spirit that empowers and equips us to follow his word. Be prepared with your own answer that you can share to get things started. And be sure also to pray for these things in your prayer time. Our prayer application for this week, which this prayer, with this prayer application each week, we just would love for you to consider how your group can apply the passage 
as you follow Christ together in prayer. So you may take a moment uh, to pause and pray for something that sticks out to your group during the discussion, or you may incorporate some of the following thoughts into your prayer time at the end of your meeting. However, these ideas best apply to your group, please use your discretion as a leader to integrate them into your group meeting time. Um, in your group prayers time, prayer time. So for this week's prayer focus, pray for our church not to walk into the flesh, but to be led by the spirit. Pray also for your Thailand mission team member to be filled with the Holy Spirit now and on their trip this summer. Our leadership notes for this week continue in our communication tool series with number six, respect. One of my favorite quotes that Mike Bechtel selects for his book, Dealing with the Elephant in the Room, is this one. It's an anonymous quote, and it says, Respect old people. They graduated high school without Google or Wikipedia. It's so true. (laughs) I think he picked this quote not only to make us chuckle, but also to remind us of a foundational truth about humanity. We are different. We grew up in different places with different people. We make different choices, and we most certainly were uh, just created with different purposes in mind. God made each one of us unique with dignity and identity in him that should be honored with respect. None of us would argue that respect um, isn't a valuable tool in our life groups. We can all agree that reminding ourselves about ways that we can respect one another is important. Bechtel suggests many ways, and I'll highlight a few of them here. As life group leaders and hosts, we need to practice active listening and try to not interrupt unless you have an over-talker in the group where that's kind of required sometimes. Um, when we do practice active listening and not and don't interrupt, we demonstrate respect for everyone's contributions for the group. When we control our emotions rather than letting our emotions control us, we show respect for both the group dynamic and the group's perspective. Practically, this means we don't get defensive and exercise patience instead of forcing a quick solution. Work to understand group members' perspectives, even if you don't agree with them. If a conflict does arise, it's valuable to converse with fairness and accuracy, avoiding exaggerations, absolutes, and belittling of the other person. We should not attack someone's character or talk negatively behind their back, but always speak the truth in love. I encourage you this week to think about these recommendations and consider if any of them could be helpful in building a stronger respect for the members of your group. Additional tools and tips can be found within the notes and recording from the Life Group Launch Dinner this spring. If you missed it or want to review it again, check it out on the Calvary Life Group Leader podcast or at calvary.com slash lgleader. So a couple quick announcements. Um, We will have the mid-quarter check-in this Sunday, April 2nd from 1230 to 1:30 p.m. in Sanctuary 2. Uh, so if you're listening to this before Sunday, this is another reminder. Uh, if you're listening to it after Sunday, we pray that the Lord uh, just uses that time um, for his glory in these following weeks. Uh, if you were able to make the check-in, Please, um, well, thank you for coming. But if you weren't able to make the check-in, uh, please do fill out the mid-quarter survey. There's a link in the printed leader guide. Um, this survey is really helpful for us to gauge where all the groups are at at this midpoint um, and helps our coaches kind of um, just help you uh, in the work that you're doing. 
Uh, and again, our final announcement is just about service opportunities for your life groups. So as we reach the, mid- reach the mid-quarter point, if you have not already been thinking about a way that your life group can serve together, please um, begin thinking and talking about that. Um, there's definitely opportunities with Agape Nights, Easter Weekend, um, or other ministries uh, represented on Mission Sunday. Really, there's there's a lot of things that your group can do, and if you have trouble thinking about what they could be, please feel free to reach out to your coach. Thank you so much for all that you do, and we look forward to seeing you soon.